and going about their work one night studying the night sky, a particular star grabs the attention of the Magi, and they are given a divine message about a child born in faraway Judah, a child named Jesus, who is to be the king of the Jews. But Judah already has a king, we're told, King Herod. But Herod was not born a king. The Roman occupiers of Judea made him their puppet king. And as scholar Steve Heinrichs points out, Herod essentially bought the title for himself by serving the interests of the Roman Empire at the expense of the interests of his people. When the Magi arrive in Jerusalem seeking the newborn king, Herod, a fear-laden, hate-filled, paranoid man, is suddenly on high alert. He wants to know the exact whereabouts of this new threat to his reign, so he encourages the wise men to be sure to search diligently for the child and to let him know when they find him. Herod claims to want to offer Jesus hospitality, to welcome him, and to pay him tribute. We need only read further on in Matthew's Gospel to learn that Herod has no true interest in showing hospitality. His only interest is self-preservation. The Magi are about to discover true hospitality when they meet one of our great teachers of welcome, Mary, the mother of Jesus. God welcomed Mary into our salvation story in a unique way, inviting her to welcome into her very body the fullness of God that is Jesus. Mary responds to God's hospitality by consenting, by saying yes, yes to bearing the child Jesus and helping to welcome him into the world and onto his own divine path. The Knox Board of Deacons over these past few months have been studying about the spiritual practice of hospitality, led by our staff member, Becky Bosarge. And this is part of a, a, a larger discernment process the deacons embarked on earlier this year and even last year, recognizing that as time passes, and certainly as a pandemic starts, that needs may change. So they're in a process of asking good and thoughtful questions about their ministries and seeking God's guidance to whether they're relevant and meeting the needs for care of the Knox congregation. Well, one aspect of hospitality they have explored together is God's hospitality, another word for God's grace, that unmerited favor we hear about all the time in scriptures, our hymns, our liturgy, as author Nanette Sawyer puts it, God's grace is God extending to us a deep welcome, a loving embrace, a holy hospitality that fills us up and never ends. Some of us may relate to what some of the deacons discovered, that it's easier to offer hospitality to one another, to do good deeds for others than to receive God's hospitality because many of us don't feel worthy of that kind of grace, and there's nothing we can do to earn it, and we're uncomfortable with that. No matter who we are or how we show up in the world, the fact is that God welcomes us. Yet the irony, as Sawyer helps illustrate, 
is that it is our consent to God's hospitality, our responding to it by receiving it, by allowing that embrace of grace that in turn allows us and energizes us to be able to offer God's welcome to others in return, willingly and with joy. This giving and receiving of welcome between God and God's creation is the very essence of God's realm, of God's heavenly kingdom. The Magi departed from Herod, continuing their diligent search. They followed that star until it came to a stop over a certain house in nearby Bethlehem. While Herod was at home wringing his hands with murderous worry, the Magi were in joyful anticipation. Mary extends hospitality to the Magi, welcoming them into her home, and they in turn pour out their own hospitality, first with their bodies, kneeling before the child Jesus in awe and wonder and worship. And then they pour out their treasure chests filled with gifts for Jesus, gifts fit for royalty, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time for them to take their leave, they pack up their empty treasure chest, yet they depart with a new treasure, a felt presence of the divine with them, within them. They returned home altogether differently. Their actual route home was changed thanks to a divine warning in a dream that they should avoid Herod. And they too were changed in heart, mind, and spirit, for no one can encounter the hospitality of God in Christ and leave in the same way they came. Back in Jerusalem, Herod learns that he's been duped by the Magi, so he never learns the exact location of the child Jesus, intent on eliminating any threat to his power and control. To secure his position as king, Herod ordered the decimation of the very youngest of his population, forcing Mary, Joseph, and their son Jesus to become homeless refugees as they fled the country to save Jesus' life. Behind all hate is fear, and beneath all fear is the lie of separation from love. This is Herod's state, a terrified human being, unaware of a welcoming God within and around him who created him. The curse of such fear is that it blocks our ability to receive God's hospitality, that inner treasure of grace assuring us that we are not alone, that we are not separated, but are connected to love and to one another, to a generous creator. Eckhart Tolle, in his book, The Power of Now, tells the story of a man who had been sitting, begging by the side of the road for over 30 years. One day, a stranger walked by. Spare some change? mumbled the begging man, mechanically holding out his old baseball cap. I have nothing to give you, said the stranger. Then the stranger asked, What's that you're sitting on? Nothing, replied the beggar, just an old box. I've been sitting on it for so long I can't, I can't remember how long. 
Ever looked inside? asked the stranger. No, said the beggar. But what's the point? There's nothing in there. Have a look inside, insisted the stranger. The begging man managed to pry open the lid. With astonishment, disbelief and elation, he saw that the box was filled with gold. Saul's point in this parable is that we can have all the wealth, success, and esteem in the world, yet still be beggars, ever looking out there in the world for a treasure, for more of what we think and hope will bring us pleasure, validation, security, and love. And in that pursuit, we will remain beggars, for we're looking in the wrong place. The reality is our treasure is closer to us than that box of gold was to the begging man who sat upon it. It's a treasure found within us, God's eternally welcoming presence, the source of true joy and unshakable peace. Whether we did anything to officially welcome our new year of 2021 this weekend, it did arrive. And if you're like me, for months now, you have been receiving humorous memes, texts, tweets about the horrors of 2020 and urgent desires for 2021 to finally arrive with hopes that we can finally be done with the stress, the loss, the discord, the hardship of a most challenging 2020. The truth about time passing is that, of course, it takes time. Likely, we woke up today to a reality that looks very much like yesterday. Things will get better in time, as time does the holy work of healing us in our world. As more and more vaccines are administered and received, as COVID cases begin to diminish, as the economy recovers and more people can return to work, as our hearts heal from any great losses we experienced in 2020, the deaths of loved ones, the loss of jobs or housing, or of a school experience we expected to enjoy, but that was curtailed by the pandemic. But while we wait for 2021 to really bring brighter, more hopeful days, God invites us to stay right here, right now, in this present moment, where there is no waiting needed to receive and enjoy God's hospitality, where God invites us to seek after and then consent to the treasure that is already and always within. The child Jesus will grow up, and he will spend his earthly ministry showing and telling the world where to find the bread of life and living water, which is what the realm of God is made of and is what the true longing behind all our desires is, a longing for God, for treasure that is not out there, hard to find, but that's within us, alive, every moment. When the Magi return to their own country, we can be sure that they shared the news of Jesus, of God's Messiah for God's people, because everyone 
transformed by Jesus in the scriptures, always ran and told others the good news of the indescribable treasure of holy hospitality, a grace beyond measure of God's love. And so, friends, may we do so also to go and search diligently for all who need the treasure of God's hospitality, strangers, asylum seekers, the suffering, the oppressed, family, friends, our enemies, the wealthy, the poor, our world's leaders, our nation's leaders, and any Herod that still lives today in the grip of fear and hate. And when we find them, may we pour out God's hospitality upon them in the name of Jesus the Christ, whose mother Mary welcomed the foreign visitors, the Magi, who in turn welcomed her son, who was welcomed by strangers in foreign lands when he himself became a homeless refugee. This Jesus, who teaches us that the realm of God is more precious than any gold, frankincense, or myrrh, and that it is a treasure that can't be bought. It can only be received and welcomed and shared. And that is the only way it grows. Thanks be to God, our God of welcome.